Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 11 of the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast. Present. Oh, wait. I, I shouldn't have said that. Sorry. Fine. No, it's okay. You're, you're letting me out the gate early. Sorry, folks. And Couldn't that's John Kristen, who's going to be our guest today. Uh, but this is part of the yeah. Enchantress After Dark, <laughs> the new series that um, is the same great content, which is a little bit more intimacy with our guest. Um, in the past two years, we have had the um, honor of being the official podcast for the Allure signing in 2022 and the Reader's Take Denver convention in 2023. And so in 2024, we are the official podcast for the Dark Star convention, which is happening August 29th through September 1st. New Orleans, Louisiana. So tickets are on sale. You guys want to include that information within the notes later. And we're actually going to talk about that uh, convention in a little bit. But in the meantime, um, in case you missed it, uh, I have narrator Sean Kristen back. <laughs> uh, oh, hi. Hi, folks. Hi. <laughs> How we doing? How's everybody doing? Good, good, good. Uh, you've been a guest in the past. So we've done all the traditional, like, How'd you get started? Yeah, How do you, yeah. you know, voice choices? I and mean, you that kind obviously of... never learned your lesson because no. you had me on previously and you're yes. just a glutton for punishment. So I am. <laughs> Here I am. I'm back, folks. Oh, there was that one time where we were recording our chat and you were smoking meat. Oh, and yeah, every yeah, couple yeah. of minutes, we That's were like, what I okay, call hold it, on. guys. Yeah. <laughs> you got to make sure you rub it really good, nice and tender. Mm. And then uh, who can resist hot smoking meat? I have yet. I'm hoping that when we hang out again and, you know, they might be a kitchen where I'm like, you're going to stay here for a couple of hours and you're going to cook something because you keep oh, yeah. raving about your cooking and stuff. I'm like, I haven't seen that. So. I do. I do love cooking. I, mm -hmm. I do. We have that in common. So <laughs> There you have it. This is secretly you wanted to steal my recipes. That's why I'm here. She's going to shake <laughs> me down and just squeeze out all of my family secrets, my tried and true tested recipes for assorted meat stuffs. I get it. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> it's sort of like you, you want my Krabby Patty recipe. I have to protect it. Any SpongeBob okay. fans? I don't know. <laughs> so, Sean Kristen, tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been narrating, and how you got started, real quick. The quickie oh, version, please. Yeah, okay. The quickie. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I can talk, folks. Been narrating since 2009. My first voice project was actually an audiobook. So, I also do animation and a lot of video games and some e-learning but uh audiobooks are mostly my bread and butter 60 to 70 percent of what i do i've narrated over 500 books and uh majority fall into the romance and erotica category uh, i've done a lot of non-fic uh slave epics some fantasy i am a sucker for thriller suspense and horror and um yeah that's me Ta-da! Yeah, he's done a lot, guys. His uh, uh, list is uh, it basically says about 500, though he's recorded significantly more that just haven't been published yet. Uh, they have been, and there was, there. oh, there were shenanigans. And uh, <laughs> for those of you who know, some of the publishers of years gone by have mm -hmm. removed entire catalogs due to either screwing authors and the other rights holders and mm -hmm. the narrators. It's probably in the vicinity of about 550 or so mm -hmm. if we're trying to get all of them accounted for. But some are no longer available. Others have vanished. I still do have 
some of the raw recordings for them, but I don't know if they were re-recorded. I don't know if the rights transferred to someone else and they're either republishing them or being re-recorded by someone else. Mm-hmm. It's a mystery. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I work in a vacuum. They say, now write this book, please. Okay. And I do the <laughs> things and that's how it goes. So, it yeah. 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 So but we're going to, this is going to be a lot significantly, I mean, you and I usually do relaxed conversation anyways, um, but since this is going to be very rigorous then, not re- <laughs> rigorous no, and vigorous. <laughs> well, I mean, it is Enchantress After Dark, so we're going to get a little bit more intimate here and have some, <laughs> some questions. I am glad I brought my lube. Ah, it's always a good thing to have handy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, because okay. you've, you've been doing this for a long time and you kind of brought it up a little bit. I'm kind of curious because it has been a conversation as of late with, with regards to narrators being recast in books that they've done in years past. Do you care if you're, you've ever, if you are recast in a book? Well, I don't really subscribe to much ego. So in that regard, if there's a legitimate reason mm-hmm. why I would need to be recast or it, uh, hopefully it doesn't have anything to do with my performance, I don't know if any of the books I've already done have been recast and re-recorded. Not to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of things. But there are series that I've either started or been a part of that have gone to other narrators. Mm-hmm. And as far as I know, I could be lying to you. Uh, as far as I know, those have always happened because of logistics. Mm-hmm. I'm usually booked six to eight months out. So sometimes uh, production wants to have the book available in a shorter time frame than I can add it to my schedule. Mm-hmm. So then they just go with another narrator. Too much of an uproar with <laughs> some of the fan bases for books that either the series that I started or that I kind of did a moonlighting appearance on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, listeners like having the consistency. I'm all for consistency, but if it is different couples, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. If the narrators change in between those different couples, because afterwards, I mean, y'all are great and you have your ranges, but after like book 25, y'all start something. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same. <laughs> so, Uh-oh. and that's good to keep it fresh. I think yes. when you have different couples or, or just as you go through the span of some of the book series that get so long, mm-hmm. then sometimes it's time for fresh blood, especially if we're looking at different characters in the series, mm-hmm. just to keep it feeling fresh. So it's not just, it still kind of sounds like the same person from book three. And, and you're right. So there's a certain range with that mm-hmm. we present and the types of characters that we play as narrators, but there is a limit to that believability mm-hmm. uh, in terms of portraying, you know, this huge swath of characters that are supposed yeah. to be very, very different. Exactly. And especially with the indie community, um, they have complete control of their titles. So sometimes what they were recorded five years ago and they're revamping their black their backlist, they're like, let's add this stuff. So. I know yeah, sometimes yeah. people were, um, some of the narrators sometimes get a little perturbed because <laughs> egos, um, <laughs> you know, just a little bit, um, but also then the listeners are like, Hey, <laughs> what happened? But that's also the conversation where like, listen, at the end of the day, you have there's baby and they can do whatever the fuck they want that's to right. deal with it. Right. <laughs> so. It's uh, sometimes it, it develops a symbiotic relationship between yeah. the narrator and the author and the audience mm-hmm. and the, listen, the listeners and everything works out great. I tend to be very easy and no drama because, mm-hmm. hey, life is short. Let's let's enjoy it rather than creating more negative situations. But there are some circumstances where things get a little hairy and, mm-hmm. you know, whichever way the wind blows. 
uh, and I'm fortunate enough to be accomplished enough as a narrator where I'm not scrounging for every role and every gig and every book. That's a, a bit of grace that I have in that regard that some other narrators may not, mm -hmm. but you know, I like it easy. Let's keep it easy. Whatever works best for the IP and the characters and the story, then go with that. Yeah. And now we get to discover new people. So why not? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that you've done recently, um, maybe this, it seems like just yesterday, but it really, I was looking at the dates and I'm like, it's been about a year and a half at this point. You oh. were. Oh, here we go. <laughs> This um, time thing. We're not supposed to talk about time or aging or anything. Maybe it was yesterday, Viviana. Maybe, maybe it, was. it was. Maybe it was yesterday. But there's this character that has really good fandom um, and a video game that became um, a bit of a revival. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, my God, it's Sean Christie. And yeah. Yeah, Bendy and the Dark Revival. Yeah. How has that been? Because the separate fandom from audiobooks. Sure. I mean, that, that's that been fantastic. The Bendy fandom skews younger. It's a video game, and it's been popular with younger folks. And they're a great fandom, very supportive, very much positive, generally speaking. And they sort of rallied around me when I became the prime antagonist in the series who in the first game never spoke was just sort of this ominous presence the ink demon and then um in the second game it blew everybody's minds when he had a voice and as an actor that put a lot of pressure on me because it was <laughs> the series is rather popular so to voice a what is, amounts to an iconic character that people have come to expect in the series and then to be in the bigger better badder sequel so that I could honor that. That was a little tricky. No pressure, right? You, you, wanna, mm -hmm. you have all these tens of thousands of fans who are looking for something phenomenal. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I get that strong Kristen guy. You can <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. But it's interesting because it developed a whole... I've done a, a ton of video games, and this yeah. is one of the characters that really developed their own fandom, yeah. so especially on Twitter, which is very big with a lot of the Bendy fandom. Um, there's all sorts of fan art and songs and all sorts of things for this character, the Ink Demon. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who like to simp for the Ink Demon. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that coming out of erotica and romance. I approach the character with an element of flirtatious sensuality, even though he's a, this, this monster, uh, who basically is the prime antagonist of this world in the game that is sort of, uh, an animated world of the ink, so to speak. So when people heard him speak and they said, you do the ink demon voice, oh my goodness. And he sort of became fetishized <laughs> in a sense that, uh, hey, I'm okay with it, you know, mm -hmm. Healthy sexuality, guys. I don't know how they'll ever uh, work on expressing that <laughs> in the real world, but it's a thing. So the fandom that I've seen really big on in, with video games that have also kind of gone into that realm of, of sexiness has also been like the uh, most recent has been like a Sterion in from Baldur's mm -hmm. Gate 3. Yeah. And for, oh, for, I mean, you got the, <laughs> you know, you have the whole bestiality thing. You got all the, the, um, 
what were they? They, they all, they can shift into animals. So they're the Druids, I think they were in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and there's sex galore and, um, it's certainly, you can have romantic relationships with them. So that's mm-hmm. been an interesting thing. So, I mean, yeah. there's always rule 34 for anything, right? So rule 34 for, for those who weren't in that era of the internet is that there is sexual content of everything you can think of that you can find on the internet. That's rule mm-hmm. 34 and video games obviously are no exception. I do wonder about some of the younger players who suddenly become sexually enamored with a character who just, you know, comes in and, um, oh, you know that kind of stuff so i they they love that and for some people that definitely pushes some buttons on it does i'm going here kitty kitty (laughs) (laughs) that's uh that's your pet cat Right. Not petting the cat, but uh-huh. I mean, that actually yeah. become a component of my backstage pass area, which yeah. is Sean Crisden's backstage pass. For those of you who don't know, here's the quick commercial. You can get exclusive Sean Crisden audio content. Whoa. Wow. Zing. Bam. Boom. That is sort of my equivalent of a Patreon. It's just on a different platform. There's a component of it called Lair of the Beast, where every week there's new beastie. It's, it's not, there's no copyright infringement here, folks scenarios and audio that dive deeper into the exploration of a relationship with the beast. So that that's been a lot of fun too. So that, yeah. that's just one of the elements that's on there. Well, I mean, people fell in love with beauty and the beast and everybody was like, Oh my God, the beast. I'm like, I'm going to the library. <laughs> yeah. There the you library. Go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, and I don't know. I don't have any talking teacups or mm-hmm. anything or clocks yet, but I'm working on it. Let's see. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. As I'm scrolling here, cause I'm like, Oh, there he goes. Cause I had, I had the whole thing with your backstage. Um, I, as, oh, yeah. yeah. So I, a lot of you guys are, as far as performers are trying to figure out, you know, different ways to give back to the community and to have a bit of like, that community building, but also, an additional form of, you know, income coming in. Sure, um, sure. And then you kind of were like, okay, let's do this. What does that look like? Tell us about what backstage, you know, for, you know, for those that may not know and want to oh, yeah, find yeah. out, tell us all about backstage and then we'll go about how all the different coolness of it all. Well, when I was a performing musician, the thrill for the fans of my band was I loved spending time with people. So I'd always either before the show or after the show say, ah, come on, you know, come on, hang out with us for a little bit. And just to talk shop with people, you know, there, there were no nefarious things happening at that point that I can admit to. So I wanted to try to find a way to recapture that, but for my audio fans here for audiobooks and the video game stuff. So I came up after much debate and painful thought of what, well, what can I do to give people additional stuff that they like? So I came up with Sean Kristen's backstage pass, which is a subscription service. It's super cheap. Kind of it's for like Patreon for people that are familiar with Patreon without being on Patreon because the platform uh, had a couple problems around the time I got started. So I was kind of trying to figure out what to do. And, um, it provides Sean Kristen ASMR, which is so much fun Lair of the beast which is what we were just talking about which is a lot of sort of role play scenario stuff usually directly talking to the listeners some of them are 
uh, audio soundscape stories with sound effects and assorted things. A lot of them are extra steamy and spicy. <laughs> so if you like that, that kind of thing, you may want to check it out. I posted some clips and samples on YouTube and on the uh, Tickety Talk. There's also mm -hmm. oral satisfactions, which are more traditional erotic audiobook scenes that um, I've posted that I either I've written or that other people have written. And oh, that's another good point. Uh, mm -hmm. This year, I'm going to be soliciting folks to write content that they want me to narrate on Backstage Pass, which will be three to 5,000 words, just shorts, hot, steamy, spicy stuff, so that I can highlight up-and-coming writers or established authors uh, who want to just highlight content, and that'll be pushed out to the folks on Backstage Pass. I'll narrate it and uh, have it on there. I'll, I'll make some announcement at some point in the near future for that. So there's that as well, uh, as well as me just talking to people about things in my life and things that are going on in the voice acting world with oral satisfactions. I also do what's called Sean Crisden's Sleep Story Theater. And some people have trouble falling asleep. And I've gotten so many requests to say, can you just read the phone book? Just in a soothing <laughs> voice and I can fall asleep to it. So now I've actually have a ton of stories that range from 10 to 20 minutes uh, for Sleep Story Theater that you can just put on and listen to me drone on about whatever while you drift off to the peaceful arms of slumber. So that's uh, another element of it. And then I have some special videos on there that I don't post anywhere else and little secret tidbits about my life and the process. Lots of blooper reels. Yeah, yeah I think mm -hmm. that about sums it up. Did I forget anything? Yes, you oh, did. Pictures, those those pictures. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah. your shop. You have to. We have actually Sean Kristen merchandise. Oh yeah, there we go. See, yeah. look, this <laughs> I'm good at this. Let <laughs> me market this thing. Yeah. So I decided that I should have some kind of merch for people. In fact, mm -hmm. I am drinking right this very moment out of my Sean Kristen talk dirty to me mug that. um is probably my favorite. I have mugs and shirts and um, assorted mouse pads, but the talk dirty to me one is one of my favorites. Because that way, you know, I feel like I, I just take a sip out of this and mm, everything tastes dirty. Oh, that's a good girl or boy. I love it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you're interested in Sean Kristen and just general audiobook or book merch, Mm -hmm. I have a little shop at SeanKristen.com. It's so nice. Yes, I actually am a owner of the Sean Kristen mug. Yeah, that's right. You are. You got one. I am. I did. Uh, yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. And so uh, tell us your unbiased review of, of this mug. Okay. Oh, for <laughs> sakes. Oh, that was your, that was, that's, that's it. I'm taking that 10 bucks back that I, I tossed you to give a good review. <laughs> this was this was her moment to really that's my favorite mug i i never had a mug so delicious but yeah now <laughs> just, just ruined it Ru everything ruined i know i'm horrible right oh oh, oh oh and i was gonna tip an extra dollar or two for the for a job well done i had my See what I have already to with, folks See what i have to work with yeah uh, <sighs> I will say it is a good quality mug. It is, you know, I've kind of run a little bit to the ringer because I'm like to test my products and stuff like that. And it's, it's held its 
you know, the artwork has held it. It's and really good. I, it really like, is. I'm imp- I was really impressed. And, you know, all comedy aside, I was really impressed with the quality of the merch they got for, for the shop. Like, this mug is fantastic. I have another one that I really love. The shirts are great. Mm-hmm. I, I support the shirts. Maybe if uh, people come see me, I think, um, what's my next event? Uh, Reader's Tech Denver in mm-hmm. April. I'll yeah. probably be wearing some of the shirts. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll bring my mug just so I can <laughs> just walk around. Conspicuously sip on my empty mug. Just, <laughs> oh, yes, yes, it's me, Sean Kristen. How are you? Yeah, well, I was going to say bring the Sean Kristen mug in case someone doesn't know who the heck you are. Um, That's right. You know, because the name yeah, yeah. can be a little funny. Like well, I love, my favorite is still the talk dirty to me mug. Yeah. So they'll just see the talk dirty to me side and they'll just think, oh, this oh, guy's a John. pervert. Yeah. <laughs> no, they'll probably be like, ooh, I want one. <laughs> or should I just talk dirty to you? And then they'll just start yeah. telling me things like soil, mold, mildew, <laughs> ooh, detritus, ooh, what rubbish. Dirty yeah, dishes just, in the sink. Oh, yeah, with <laughs> crusty chunks on them. Oh, yeah, that's not what I not, need. Not what we're talking about. No. 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 <laughs> The fans, the, the, you actually also have um, members-only merch. So that's also kind of cool for people that are members of the Backstage Pass. You guys can get your own merch that kind of like has like, one of them like the Sean Kristen uh, logo and that it says, you know, member of. So kind of gives it a like, hey, secret, you know, kind of group thing that you're you're into. There's special uh, little buttons and pins yeah. that come for the members that are pretty sweet. Pretty yeah. sweet. Plus, there, I do um, voice chat and video chat because there's a Discord server. Yes that all the members get and um yeah i pop in mm-hmm. and say hey and let them just uh poke my brains about stuff so it's not a whole uh, lot there, though, of course it's okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hear it wait here it is listen here here's it here's the inside scoop there it is that's just the sound of wind uh one of the <laughs> tiers even gets privates so yeah that's a thing mm-hmm. yeah it's, yeah it's for all mm-hmm. the good boys and girls Yes, those are really good. And if you're maybe on the fence about joining, um, he also sells audio clips. So if you want to completely like for a text messaging, like pick up your damn phone or anything like that on the shop, you can buy those as well. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first put them up and I opened the shop and I did a soft launch for everything. And people said, what? Ringtones? Is that a thing? Is it 2001? And uh, <laughs> well, yes. they're notification tones. And... <laughs> They've been <laughs> remarkably popular. Yeah. So um, you can kind of peruse various types of notifications and mm-hmm. tones and things for folks uh, that are showing Christy. So mm-hmm. it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I get to hear one every time I work at the shop because a dear <laughs> friend of mine and one of my BFS uh, is a gamer. Because I am i don't consider myself a gamer. I know about these things because, you know, I have the Tiki Taki app and, mm-hmm. and all this other fun stuff. But I know and have learned a lot because... You know, she's a gamer. And uh, right. Deborah Lee was, uh, <laughs> God, I love her. Uh, <laughs> her. Her notification are, I mean, all of a sudden, I mean, like, we're uh, by ourselves at the, at the shop and there's like a voice. I'm like, uh, yeah, that's, that's Deborah Lee's phones. But she was all like, what's, I mean, all excited. Let's leave it at that. Excited, um, huh? Excited Maybe about the light. Delight when I was yeah. like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm helping and working with blah, 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 the Sean Chris. And she was like, I'm sorry, who? And I go, you know, it's, you know, the ink one. She goes, I know, I know who he is. He's the ink. I'm like, uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, you're founding. Okay, great. Uh- <laughs> That's, oh, that, that makes me feel good. But she was your first uh, member. 
Yeah, I yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am. I am so excited. I should do something very special to honor her, as mm-hmm. the, she because she was the first official mm-hmm. John Grissom's backstage pass member. Yeah, maybe I'll come up with something. Yeah. yeah. Well, because also she and I are dear good friends. Mm-hmm. And she you must have been... guilted her. And you should join this thing because I said, how did somebody join? I didn't even promote it yet. But you you clearly beat her over. I'm that good at marketing, sir. That's how it is. Nichols. No, uh, I'm that good at marketing, sir. <laughs> you must be. It's clearly, must be. clearly must yeah. be a thing. <laughs> I did some sort of nothing in like, hey, babe, I am talking to Sean um, this afternoon. Do you have any questions? And aside from the squee that I got afterwards in text messages, yeah. <laughs> um, she did provide two questions, which are actually really, really good. So I love I it. Two okay. questions from her. I can't wait. I, I okay. love questions. I may not answer them truthfully, but I love questions. He will get released tomorrow. So one of the questions is, uh, what has been the most challenging role you've had? The challenging role I have, I've had. Oh, it's, it's, uh, I'm going to go with the Ink Demon for Bendy, since we're—I mm-hmm. mean—we're talking about it. But it was because it was something that pre-existed mm-hmm. with a huge fan base, and the production team was taking a leap of let's give this thing a voice and something that uniquely fits it and fits the franchise and is iconic enough to carry it. That was one of those things where I had to, okay, what do I, what do I, how do I, hey, Muhammad, hey, Muhammad, sort of thing. So that was, there was a challenge where in the majority of my audiobook work, at least, you're pretty much given an idea of who the characters are, what they sound like, what their affect is, and the narrative generally leads you along. So you don't typically need to dig very deep. And some of the other animation and gaming stuff, you get some leeway to come up with characters, but it's rare that you get one who is so visible and prolific in the story and the series and needs something different, something that uh, uniquely carries that character. So yeah, we're going with the Ink Demon. Okay. And my question, uh, what's the deal with the ducks? And the Ink Demon? What is the deal with the ducks? <laughs> um, well, that, that came out of the Bendy fandom where we were doing a live stream event and um there's there's some ducks in the game and i was doing some kind of ink demon thing while i can't remember was it super horror bro that was doing the playthrough somebody was doing the playthrough and i was just you know goofing off doing the ink demon thing trying to scare him while he's playing the game anticipating the appearance of the ink demon and um he opens a locker and there's a rubber duck in there and i broke my ink demon character just to go oh rubber ducky and The entire fandom went crazy for it, and the rubber ducks have sort of stuck around since then. So that that was the birth and origin of the rubber ducks. So they now they're just they just hang out in my studio and they make random appearances. There's a lot of fan art with Ink Demon and Sean Crisden and rubber ducks. So there's all sorts of stuff with that. It's spectacular. <laughs> Because I've seen, I was going, okay, there's always something sometimes. I, like with Jeep drivers, they love, they, they duck the Jeeps. Mm-hmm. So I was going, I, last I checked, he doesn't drive a, you know, yep, the ink demon doesn't drive a Jeep. So that's not it. From, from driving Jeeps by all my <laughs> Jeep owning friends. So you want just empty every pocket. That's what it'll be. <laughs> the other question that Deborah Lee's had, and I think mm-hmm. you kind of sort of may have answered it a little bit, but um, she was like, have you played the games that you start in or does that kind of ruin the experience for you? I'm a big gamer, so I love mm-hmm. playing the games that I'm in. And I'm, I'm at a point now 
where I can separate myself and my performance and my critique thereof mm -hmm. from the experience of just playing the game. I'd like to think I can attribute that to the fact that, okay, I did a good job where I feel that this is a, an appropriate character within the game that is now compartmentalized and separate from me. So I can simply enjoy it objectively. So I look at that as a positive thing when I can do that. There are some games where I'm like, oh, that's that Sean Christen guy. And um, it's not as easy. And most of them, I feel that I can separate it and I love to play the game. Yeah, I'm a gamer. If I can just listen to myself flapping my lips through the whole thing, you know, oh boy, what a joy. <laughs> so from a gamer's perspective, when you say you are a gamer, do you have a whole setup? Uh, again, my, you know, the release, but also my niece, Gabby, she's a gamer. She's been like, has, she'll send me text messages saying, Tia, I got the new chair. Tia, I got the computer. And I'm like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've basically in, in recent years, uh, due to a lack of time and just, I was a huge gamer, huge console collection. I had what I called the VGL, the video game layer. So I have games going back to Vectrex and ColecoVision, Atari 2600. And I have every console up through about the PS4. I'm only missing a Neo Geo and a TurboGrafx-16 and TurboGrafx-CD. So for those of you who are old Gen Xers and who grew up with that stuff, you're like, whoa, this guy's a nerd. It's, so I have a lot of the console stuff through like the <laughs> early to mid 2000s where I, I actually used to go on big, I would buy huge eBay lots of games and supplement the libraries of all the other consoles I had and then sell off any of the extras or the stuff that just wasn't in great condition. Mm -hmm. I essentially have a museum's worth of video game cartridges, discs, consoles, controllers, and paraphernalia. I say that without hyperbole, there is <laughs> a lot of it, but it's right now, most of it's in storage, it's not set up and I'm doing mm -hmm. mostly my, most of my gaming now on PC and with steam, but I am, oh, here's a triumph kiddos five, the, my mm -hmm. son, and I've been playing with him the past maybe four months. We've been playing super Mario brothers, many ass Sonic from the Sega Genesis. And we're up to Sonic 3, and we're playing Super Mario 3 and Super Mario World from SNES. So he's getting his sort of crash course in classic gaming. So I've been breaking that with him. So most evenings we'll sit down and do an hour or two of just playing some old console games. So that's mm -hmm. fun. Um, mm -hmm. He's, he's going to obviously be a uh, lifeless loser and just spend his life playing video games like his father did. So... <laughs> Nah, people are making careers and getting paid lots of good money. Um, and research, right? Watch, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. play video games. It's educational. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm the girl that has the Atari for those that are, you know, figuring out dating things here and stuff like that. But I, it, it's just all oh, shut up. <laughs> when that system came back a few years ago, like in the what, early 20, 2000s and stuff like that, I was like, ooh, memories. I got it. Mm -hmm. Um, with the colors and stuff, and and then I like like the traditional Super Mario Brothers, very flat. I don't know if it's because of the glasses or something else, but that first person moving around thing and jiggy jaggy kind of gives me a headache. Um, so uh -huh. I I try not to play those games, but I can kick your butt in like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. So oh, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, how you're talking yeah. my language? I yeah, <laughs> dumped hundreds of dollars into 
the arcade version of Street Fighter Two, Street Fighter Mm -hmm. Two. It's terrible. And I and I was a poor child. I don't even know where I got the money to (laughs) play the game. But yeah. Yeah. Those are always fun too, especially like the Mortal Kombat ones. Mm -hmm. Um, when I'm going, that's not how you do the kick, considering I was taking Taekwondo class. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) all right. Uh that was also like the phone, like, hey, can we do like the game? Yeah, no, that doesn't work that way. Yeah, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. I I need my spot. Gravity. Sorry. Yeah, Yeah, gravity. <laughs> and finisher has a completely different annotation. <laughs> it's all- oh my goodness! Well, I, let's just stick with fatalities. I mean, I think that also works either way, right? Yeah, your soul like, will be- leave your body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll be mm-hmm. unable to move. <laughs> That's right. Oh, your turn to Jello. What did he mm-hmm. do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. yeah. I have my work. totally. <laughs> So those, those were Debelise's questions. So thank you, Debelise, for providing those. And Love supporting. it. Love it. Yeah. So we have been, you know, friends for years now. We've t- pretty much talked about a whole lot of stuff. What are you looking forward to for this year? I mean, now we just started and stuff like that. But is there, uh, do you mean you don't set goals or anything like that? Are you also? Uh, well, I, I or do you? Do. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I paint with a broad brush. So I have mm-hmm. survive. Uh, you know, <laughs> stay alive. That's usually top of top of the list, somewhere near the top. Mm-hmm. You know, to achieve most of the other goals, I typically have to be a conscious being. I would like to find a way to further engage with my fan bases and the community, which I'm trying. You know, Sean Kristen's backstage pass is one way, and I'm I'm trying to just basically begin to dig through suggestions for how to grow that and give everybody what they want. Because that's that's the fun part, you know. That's all the fun stuff and the requests and meeting requests from people. So that's a a goal for this year as well, as well as to become more visible, which leads us to the fact that I've actually <laughs> this year <laughs> mm-hmm. signed on for appearing in public during the daytime mm-hmm. and the nighttime at two events so far. So I'll be at Readers Take Denver mm-hmm. come. April, yeah, and the fall has me at Dark Star Con in the Big Easy, heading that, and I'll see what else. I would love to come back to Philadelphia for um, Indies Invade Philly. I'm a Philadelphia boy, born and raised in Philadelphia, so I'm always looking for an excuse to go back because I miss my cheesesteaks, my water ice, and pizza. Um, <laughs> I love the food. Yeah, oh, <laughs> this is so great. Yeah, kidding. I know food this already. My <laughs> entire mentality. If mm-hmm. I go somewhere, the entire trip is planned mm-hmm. on what and where I will eat. And I if I meet friends or people I do along the way, great. Hopefully, you live by that ne- that restaurant or that barbecue joint because <laughs> then you're in proximity. But it's yeah. food. Food is very important. Mm-hmm. I have simple pleasures, and I am a man of them. So, yeah. I will say it's it's the truth, though, because I got to you know meet you in person and get, finally get my hug. Um, at Allure in 2022, and I was like, "Hey, Sean," and I, I think I, I give you a list of a couple of restaurants and foods that I'm like, you "I'll did. feed you." you, if well, you, you, come. you I believe you gave me a cupcake. Wasn't there a cupcake yeah, involved? My best friend Brandy, yeah, she because uh, she's local, so I was like, "Listen, I right. gotta feed this man and keep him happy." That's, that's <laughs> the only way. You know, you know, I'll just go feral. You yeah, watch out. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I and I did say that I was gonna create a Sean Kristen like knock bag. I need mm-hmm. to make sure that you have that for the next event. Um, right, you have to. If if I'm not mm-hmm. happy, terrible things could happen. And yeah, the only way I'm happy answer. is if my belly's full. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So with these two events, um, Dark Star being 
the one specifically for audiobooks, and mm-hmm. you know, you've decided to do this. What are your thoughts? I'm like, what are you, are you nervous? Are you expecting what? 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 I, I rarely get nervous about most things. Sometimes I have concerns. I have okay. concerns. Concerns. As I am typically a desert hermit, and I just sort of exist in my crypt, I have to go out and do the peopling. I like mm-hmm. the people, and I, I enjoy meeting the people, but I, I reach a limit at, at a certain point, and then mm-hmm. I have to retreat back to the solace of darkness, mm-hmm. recuperate. So we'll AKA see how, how it works. Yeah, yeah. Hello. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sort of an, I don't know if I can describe it as an introverted extrovert or an extroverted yes. introvert. Um, I can turn it on, but yep. in order for me to recharge, I'm not necessarily recharged by other people. I need quiet solitude mm-hmm. and my own selfness. Yes. So that and, introvert with extroverted tendency says yeah. the girl that is the same way. Uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. Introverts right. Yeah. People clear uh, I'm such an extrovert. Time. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. I I, I, I turn it on yeah. and uh, it, it lasts for a while and then I need to recharge. Turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no talkie. No talkie. No, talkie. no, no, no. I yeah. just want my, my, my Sean Kristen mug and some coffee and go. leave the hell alone. <laughs> Plug mix, whatever you put in it, much more delicious. I'm I, scientifically proven. I mean, mm-hmm. This is why I went with this delicio mater mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But that's going to be a sticker, folks. Yeah. Delicio mater. Delicio mater. <laughs> yeah, it's scientifically proven. Works eighty percent, one hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's I don't know. I, I feel sometimes that I I chose a path of basically being a creative extrovert there's a lot of mm-hmm. performance involved that it's somewhat antithetical to other components of my being but it's what i enjoy too so it's it's a strange there's always a strange struggle um, mm-hmm. and i i see that a lot of creative performers have a similar struggle there are some who just love it they're just always want to be in the limelight and always want to be me, me, me. And it's the them show and they love it. For me, I'm not necessarily someone who needs to be the focus of it. It's also part of the reason why I'm a voiceover actor. You don't have to see my face. People don't recognize me. I can go out into public and shop and it's not, you know, most people don't recognize me. I did start on camera. So I was doing mm-hmm. on camera. I was doing acting and stunts and martial artists and fighting and fight choreo. And that was, I won't say it was too much for me in the fact that I couldn't handle it. It was more too much for me in the sense that it was more than I wanted to do because you got, you got early calls and you have hair and makeup. You have to memorize things. What? Uh, can you just put it in front of me and I can read it? Yes. You want voiceover. Oh, okay. So that sort of was a natural transition for me for that because I am a creative ding dong, but <laughs> <laughs> I need ways to get it out which is why mm-hmm. you know, I was in a performing band and I'm a musician and that needs a certain element of that need for creativity mm-hmm. and as well as the, the voiceover work. And people say, well, what, what would you do if, if you couldn't do voiceover work and you couldn't? I said, well, I would go back to painting, drawing, something. I need to have a creative outlet. Or if I was, for some reason, financially independent, <laughs> then I would still be creating. And people say, well, what would you do? Yeah, I'd still be doing voice work. I'd I'd have more time to pick and choose what I wanted to do, but I'd do a lot more music because I, I love creating music and aural experiences, be they with the voice or with music, melody, harmony, instruments. I enjoy that. So mm-hmm. 
uh, I went to school for illustration, so I would probably dedicate some space within my studio to picking that up again. But it's just pursuit of, I called it the creative well. I need to drink from the well, allow the well to replenish, and then sustain my thirst with it again. So that's me in a nutshell, folks. <laughs> that's what I like to do. I like to make the things. Yeah. Well, now you're going to be able to make the things and have people's reaction to it in at these events. Yeah. Um, well, that's what's so great about no. it is that most voice talent work in a vacuum, mm -hmm. especially audiobook narrators, because 95% of every book I've ever done has been done remotely in my own studio without even a director. You just, can you do this book? Sure. You record it, you turn it in. Great. You get some pickups, you do the pickups. So it's a very lonely job. So it's one of the reasons why animation and sometimes gaming, if you do ensemble recording with other people, you get back and forth and you get into some different energy dynamics to feed that creative bug. So that stuff's fun too. I need elements of that. But then the introvert comes back and okay, I'll just sit here and swirl my cognac and recline in my chair in front of the fire. <laughs> All right, oh, let me tell you a story. I'll weave you a yarn. So that that's enjoyable too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Okay. So for these events that you're going to be at, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, like for Darkstar being focused on the audiobook stuff and, and even with Beta State Denver, are you uh, like, what's the most that you're excited about aside from peopling a little bit? I think the peopling is the most exciting part, aside from the fooding. I mean, yeah. oh, I get to eat different foods and I'm forced to, I don't have to, I, I don't even have to cook. I just, somebody's going to make something for me and I'm going to pay them for it and eat it. Um, that's it. I, I like interacting with the fan base because I don't, and that's another one of the reasons why I did Sean Crisden's backstage pass so that mm -hmm. I can have a direct conduit to the fans and the people that enjoy the things that I do and give them more of it and get their feedback and then do some of the things that they specifically want mm -hmm. so it's a nice synergy uh that exists there so that feeds that component so that i'm not just isolated in the vacuum in the booth just recording and do they like it i don't know i, I never <laughs> hear anything i don't read the reviews i don't know what's up <laughs> so it's not that so yeah i, I think i'm actually don't tell anybody okay, okay. that's a secret mm -hmm. i think i'm actually looking forward the most to the people. I won't tell you. Okay. Yeah, don't. It's, it's just between you and me. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think that uh, it's it's fun, you know, you yeah. get there and get, a, get the lay of the land, so to speak, because I don't yeah. get to interact. I live in a desert for pizza. Mm -hmm. you know, I don't even see people around my house. So <laughs> you see scorpions, though. And I do. Scorpions, rattlers, hawks, lots yeah. of snakes. Yeah. yeah. Love it. All right, folks. So, so make sure that you bring either your Kindle stuff or some other things, T-shirts. Grab some ahead of time um, from his shop and have him sign it. Um, I will so sign anything. Is that your child? Let me sign his face. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just bring it in. I, yeah, yeah. Start up a conversation. He's nice. I promise. Uh, <laughs> if he's not nice, just come find me. I will apologize. <laughs> <laughs> just, just put a cupcake in my face. Apple pie barbecue takes priority. Yeah. That mm -hmm. has the, the greatest efficacy in mm -hmm. my temper. But yep. yeah. uh, no, I'm most, trying to figure out how to do. get the apple pie to you at the event. So yeah, I'm yeah, trying to figure important. that out. Well, I'm yeah. going to obviously try to find a bakery 
and mm-hmm. uh, see, okay, who's got the best pies in here and where's the best barbecue coming from in this region? Mm-hmm. And there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. And I, I'm at odds with my barbecue uh, as an aside, because being an empathetic, environmentally conscious human, I do a lot of smoking, not necessarily great for the environment, certainly not great for the animals that I consume. And, uh, so there are parts of me that say, ah, maybe I, sh- I really need to reduce my meat consumption and smoking. You know, it's a rather dirty form of uh, food preparation, but boy, is it delicious. So yeah, you know, balancing, balance, balance. balance yeah. yeah. Just warn a girl when you, if you do decide to reduce intake, just so I know about, you know, withdrawal syndromes. Oh, <laughs> don't, don't worry, my friend. I talk a good game. But I eat the meats. <laughs> and just like just to a girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No time soon. I ain't gonna be doing that no time no, soon, girl. No, I wouldn't let mm. you. I would be like, no, mm. sir, you have two events to go to where you have to be peopling and nicing and so no. No withdrawal. Oh, no Give me all yeah. the food. All the yeah. food. Gotta come I, I should be about four hundred pounds. I should yeah. be. This is why I have to stay physically active because mm-hmm. I eat entirely too much. Yeah. I'm fortunate enough to still have have a very active metabolism, but I have mm-hmm. to stay on top of it. So I have, to, yeah, I go crazy. I, mm-hmm. I, it's just, see, see what happens? <laughs> I haven't eaten. Uh, oh, goodness. Psychologically, I mm-hmm. suffer too when I'm not physically active. I mean, that's yeah. why I was a martial artist and uh, I still go to the gym in the morning to do resistance work and cardio and hit work just to keep me functional, not just physically, but. Mm-hmm. apparently some of us are aging, but also psychologically huh? it, it helps me. Yeah. Huh? What? You? What, what, what yeah. Happened? Yeah. Uh, did, did, did you say something I couldn't hear? Hear you. <laughs> right? <laughs> what yeah. that? Hold on. Yeah. Hearing aid. Uh, before you divulge anything else that might be part of your two truths and a lie. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So I think that I could do is play that game with two truths and a lie. Will you tell me three things about yourself and we have to figure out which one's the lie? I might just tell you all lies. It's all lies. Everything he says. That Sean Christian, he is a prolific liar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything. I could call it acting, but like whatever. Mm-hmm. Acting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, acting. acting. I should go into politics. Yeah. That's <laughs> Now you get bribed by apple pies. No way. Big pie is, has him in their back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what are your three things? Or, uh, so are we doing two truths and a lie? Yeah, you got to tell me all three and then we have to figure out okay. which one's the lie. So don't all tell right, me which one. Right. Okay, you're ready. I am ready. <sighs> Let's see. I, here's the first one. I was born in the passenger seat of a 72 Oldsmobile custom cruiser that had wood paneling. You know, that was the wood paneling ones en route to the hospital. So they called them the Woodies. My family actually nicknamed me Woody. And that name stuck for a very long time, <laughs> longer than I care to admit. That's number one. Numero dos. My first television appearance was on the Captain Noah show. Now, East Coast people, particularly in the Mid-Atlantic region, Philly, New York, New Jersey, uh, would know Captain Noah. He was sort of the um, regional competition to Captain kangaroo who i believe was nationally syndicated um that was in 1987 i was a kid on the show and i also got to be in the philadelphia thanksgiving day parade which also uh, was part of the show okay. that, number two okay okay number three i 
am a relative of the late Ed Bradley of CBS Evening News in 60 Minutes. He is a, was a family member of mine. There are your three things. So, one, <laughs> let's recap. Yes, please. <laughs> Born in a Woody, on the way to the hospital. The unfortunate nickname of Woody. Stuck with me. Uh, I appeared on TV for the very first time on the Captain Noah show in Philadelphia in 1986 or 87, might've been 86, uh, where I was a kid on the show and also was on a float in the Thanksgiving day parade. Number three, I am a relative of Ed Bradley, who most people know from 60 minutes, but also earlier in his career was, uh, a correspondent for the CBS evening news covered Vietnam and a ton of other things. Another prolific journalist. There you go. One, two, three. Two truths and a lie. You figure out which one's the lie. One's a, you, know, you got two truths and one's a lie. Oh, fuck you. What do you got? What do you got? Ah, ooh, see, this is the thing with this game. It You guys, as also actors, can really do this thing called lying and making it sound truthful, but also the details. Um, I want to say the second one, the television appearance in the parade is the lie. So you think... You, Enchantress, my, mm -hmm. my favorite Enchantress, by the mm -hmm. way. I mean, you know, you're only Enchantress, but okay. <laughs> I don't know Enchantresses. What do you say? I, uh, my second favorite is the Enchantress of Flatulence. She's oh, great at parties, my. great at parties. Not so great in enclosed spaces, great at parties. Uh, so you're saying that my first television appearance mm -hmm. was the Captain Noah show, Philadelphia's Captain Noah show in 1986 or 87, uh, and also my me appearing on the show and being in the Philadelphia Thanksgiving Day Parade is a lie. Yes, yes, I do. Oh, oh. Wrong. <laughs> Survey says. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. I'll give you a second shot. I'll give you a okay, second shot. Come on, you got give two left. Okay. okay. Uh, relative to, to the late Ed Bradley, then, the lie. Survey says, <laughs> I was not born in the past decade of a 72 Oldsmobile custom cruiser with wood panels. Mm -hmm. no. I was actually born in Philadelphia's Hahnemann Hospital, which I believe now is closed, mm -hmm. closed down. Mm -hmm. uh, they, you know, once you, uh, what can you do? Where can you go after having me born there? There's nowhere to go but down. Stop when you're on the top. <laughs> yeah. That was the lie. The lie. Okay. Started with the lies. That way you didn't know. Yeah. Well, the way that you were playing up the whole Woody thing, I was going, oh, that's probably the lie, but I'm going to. Yeah, see? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. it, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. You were wrong. Okay. You were wrong. I will give you the satisfaction of saying that for the first and only time. Sorry. <laughs> I will accept. Accept it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, We've done this before as far as like the would you rather is the one of the questions is like, would you rather tell everyone your guilty pleasures or never partake in them ever again? And, and you can do that for the Patreon. For us, the running joke has always been like, for all my guests, has been like, okay, the next time that you're on as a guest, we'll talk about those guilty pleasures. And I'm going, guess what we're doing? <laughs> Must be guilty pleasures, folks. Yeah. I, I'm no kind of psychic or nothing, but I think mm -hmm. it's guilty pleasures. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, so, so is that the question? Would I, would well, I rather would you rather talk about them mm -hmm. or never engage in them again? Yes, I have a feeling you say you're going to talk about them. Well, do you know me? I have no <laughs> shame. I have no yeah. shame whatsoever. Mm -hmm. What? You you want to know 
yeah, my, my underwear had holes in it. I just took them off. Um, <laughs> uh, the, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about them. Yeah. Because so what are you I am a, I, I'm a hedonist. So, you know, I got to do the things. Um, the guilty pleasures. Well, most people know that I enjoy being alone. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, more often than not, I am a solitary creature. Sean Christen is a solitary creature who often spends time in his den. I like being by myself. I could very much easily exist and subsist in a cave with eh, maybe I do some mud painting, go do some sort of Gilligan Island style coconut guitar or something. And, uh, I think I missed the boat on that though, <laughs> being some sort of natural uh, homesteader or something. I'm too soft now. Oh, I like sleeping in a soft bed. And I like, right now, I like heat. Yeah, it's kind of cold in the desert, folks. Uh, right, this is our cold season. But usually at one night where it dips below freezing, we have a whole week of sub freezing temperatures. It's unbelievable. Ah, unfreezable. So I like that. Here's a shocker. I enjoy healthy sexual expression and pornography. Love pornography. I know that's a shock considering my, the bulk of my work. What? He's into like erotica. What? Oh my God. Yeah. Blow, blew your mind with that one. Another shocker. I could pretty much live on apple pie and barbecue. And I say that as a guilty pleasure because I should have other nutritional needs, but I think the two food groups that sustain a Sean Crisden <laughs> apple pie and very smoked meats, barbecue. So mm-hmm. I could just eat that. I feel like I need something juicier though. Like I, I don't really have any skeletons in my closet. No, uh, you're good. Those are, are they good? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to try? Should, should we pry? Should we, should we look in the darkened recesses of my mind? No, nah, I don't think nah, there's a whole lot there. It's like a, a rubber band and like some mm-hmm. old duct tape and chewing gum. MacGyver could make something out of it. Probably. I'm dating myself there too. Yeah. It's a good show, pal. Like, who? No, they redid the whole thing. So people did they really? Yes, yeah, they did. It was okay. So for like, when when was it done? Is it is it current? Is, is he yeah. like, it's me and MacGyver. I'm totally yes. vibing with this. It's fire. No cat, bro. Yeah, dude. Uh, then you know, it's, it's, is that been there. like that? No, no, it's pretty, it's pretty good. They, they tried. Um, I uh, think uh, the pandemic, they did the last season in the pandemic, but they were supposed to come another season. So we're still, I think we're, I'm still waiting to hear if they're coming back or not, but right. probably, you know, oh, so it, the it, it's current. Happens. So it's current. It's current. Yeah. Oh, last couple of years. Yes. I think five seasons. So, right. Well, see that. Oh, that's another, it's not exactly a guilty pleasure, but it does tie into my being alone. I also very mm-hmm. rarely partake in pop culture. Now I hardly ever watch television or shows. It has to be something that's basically considered the pinnacle of its genre or time for me to, mm-hmm. to watch it. Cause I find that so much stuff is just poorly conceived and just, basically wastes my time and takes me for an idiot mm-hmm. <laughs> to try to entertain me. You know, either, either go in like full, you know, Z grade horror, which is one of my favorite things because it does not take itself seriously and it's supposed to be crap mm-hmm. or it has to be the pinnacle of the art form, which, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm some elitist snob to say that, but the way that I consume my entertainment media, it's also why I'm usually at odds with most forms of social media is that it, I find there's no real substance 
to mm-hmm. a lot of what's happening on most of the platforms. And it, it can be found, but it's just if you're willing to dig and wade through a lot of the morass of garbage, basically. Uh, yeah. But that's me. You know, I'm old. Old man yells at clouds. Why you? You know, I get off your nappers and your thingamajigs and your tweeter books and, and Insta snap. You've gotten better. You've gotten better. At I have. I have. I've started socials. participating because I, yeah. I want to interact with uh-huh. fans who like stuff I do so that I'm yeah. just not some spooky specter that, uh-huh. oh, Sean Kristen, he's. I heard that every every seven years when the moon is high, you know, he comes out. Yeah. So I'm trying to, you know, just goofy, but even I'm contributing to this sort of goofy content. Most of it's on my. The Tiki Taki Clap app. The Tickety Talk. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, most of it's on TikTok. Yeah. Um, which I haven't it? been posting as often as I should be. I've been doing a lot of the poetry corner stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, uh, I swear, I think I, I keep messing with you and like, so when are you going to do the Britney Spears? <laughs> Working on it. Well, I'm, again, which is one of the reasons why I want to take requests from people. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, well, what do you, what do you want me to do? I'm so, with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Oops. I did it mm-hmm. again. So you take pop culture there, there it was. songs and there it was. Yeah. Tuck that in there. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. <was> very slick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. What's next? What you got? What do you got? Uh, the the ask me anything segment because you you did this to me once, sir. Mm-hmm. During the second time, I think we talked. Um, but you busted out, you know, kind of like making it as if you were the hostess, and I'm like the guest and making me ask answers, um, questions and stuff like that. And I'm going, you know, what? I'm just going to give you guys the opportunity to get out of your system, so you have this opportunity fantastic. enough to ask me anything, and I will answer. That's fantastic. Uh, we're here right now. With <laughs> Viviana Izzo, the enchantress of books, quite prolific in the audiobook sphere and in her marketing and uh, research efforts to help those who uh, produce audiobooks and uh, need other items uh, within the realm. So let me ask you now mm-hmm. that you're here with us, and I know the fans are dying to know uh, Viviana, can I call you Viviana? Yes. Uh, excellent. What is your greatest challenge you have found as a human being? Oh, okay. That's a good one. No. I won't elaborate on it any further. So just <laughs> interpret it as you will. Well, thank Your you. Your greatest challenge as, as a, a human, human being. being. Uh, being kind to myself. Mm. Explain how this kindness to oneself uh, and, and how this impacts you and those around you and, and what you mean for it being such an obstacle and a challenge. I am really good at taking care of others and making sure that their needs are met. And I will forego anything for myself because what do you mean? I get to relax. I need, I have stuff to do. And, uh, no, I can't do this and stuff. Cause that, you know, that I had, that means that I'm not doing something else. And so I am learning and have been learning to, um, in order for me to take care of others, I have to first take care of myself. Otherwise others are going to suffer, but also I'm, I'm, I'm worth it. I'm worth taking care of me. And, you know, I've been doing the bubble baths and, mm-hmm. and spending some time away from the computer and phones, which is always weird. And, uh, and just being and telling other folks to go fuck off. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of people mm-hmm. tend to ignore the power of self-care and self-worth, which mm-hmm. we can find, uh, so that we can fortify our own foundation and then 
use that to lift others. I, I believe you're familiar with the parable of the giving tree. Uh, it's an age-old story of a tree that gave all of itself and could no longer survive because it gave so much to others that it was difficult to sustain itself. We cannot give all of ourselves and rupture our foundation and the very core of our beings to others. Altruism is a fine trait. However, we must make sure that we ourselves are fortified so that we may continue to aid others when they need us most. Okay, a second question. <laughs> With that being said, <laughs> what do you feel in your heart of hearts has been your greatest victory as a human being? I'm indulging you with two questions. Uh, <laughs> this is an interview. Thank you for yeah. agreeing. I believe you signed on with the contract on Ryder. Yes, your management yeah. company was very accommodating. I uh, talked to him about that. Uh, <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> yes, I, I understand that your comprehension is, is somewhat lacking. What has been your greatest victory as a human being? This is the opposite of the first question, you see. You yeah. You want to talk about your challenge. Now we will talk about your greatest success. What mm -hmm. makes you feel complete as a person, a human, a wife, a mother, everything that you are, everything that encompasses you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, good question. I think it's uh, just accepting things for what it is and not dwelling in the past and trying to figure out what I may have or may not have done something. Just, you know, take people for what they're, what they're showing you and uh, they're an asshole, they're an asshole and, and getting rid of them so I can focus my time on those that are worthy of me and my, my time and my space. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. that's fantastic. We often in life need to understand that we have to accept people for who they are, not for who we want them. To be. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Sean Crisden Interviews Viviana Izzo. Please tune in next week when we talk to Barack Obama about his greatest fetishes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was, uh, that was You're good there? <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. You're good. Yeah. That's when I thought it would go one way. It's good. You're good. All right. I, I keep you on your toes. You, you wanted some questions. I was just making mm -hmm. up as we went, but I think that worked. Yeah, I think it did. I think it did a good job. Good job. If you ever think that you, for whatever second, have a second and you want to do something else creatively, you know, we can do a series. You can do the hosting. I'll do the platform. <laughs> I, I love it. Well, I'm thinking about, uh, for social media, mm -hmm. I'm thinking about doing a uh, sort of a self-help Dear Abby kind of thing mm -hmm. where, you know, people give me their problems. I read what their problem is and I give them some advice and the advice May not be accurate. So I, <laughs> I, I'm thinking about trying. With a lot of disclaimers. A lot of disclaimers. <laughs> not responsible for death or dismemberment. And yeah, the relationship, yeah. not responsible either. Uh, that's right. That's right. I, oh, I have some opinions. Oh, I got some opinions. <laughs> I like to say that my opinions all have expiration dates with the option to renew. That mm -hmm. way, in the presence of uh, new or compelling evidence to the contrary to something that I once believed, I can change mm -hmm. it and feel free and comfortable to do so. Mm -hmm. I, I allow myself to do so so that I can always experience some degree of positive growth. So mm -hmm. I try not to hang on to anything. You know, the, the root of all suffering, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Attachment. We want to keep things or 
make them a certain way in the sense that we can't control everything. Some of us are just here for the ride. And sometimes that's totally what you need at the moment. Absolutely. So, so yeah. To be able to let go of the reins and it's mm -hmm. okay. It's yep. okay. You can let it go. As someone that's constantly having to be in charge of things, I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't want to. Don't ask me about dinner. Just put it in the still rolling <laughs> through. Uh, you know, because coming out of the holidays, especially. This, yeah. This whole, the, I'm still in my I don't want us phase of this year, which it's a new year. You should be doing the things. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you kind of mm. going with the flow right now. Yeah. Yeah. Recuperating. It's important. I think sometimes we're expectations of society things and sure. others have on us based on our roles and, and you know who we are to and them our and expectations like on ourselves. That's right. Ah, see, I listened to your answers. <laughs> it's important <laughs> to have grace with yourself. And that's about mm -hmm. being kind to yourself. I don't know if we talked about that the last time. I have this whole it's more of a philosophy of of living called Christianity. The very first tenet that I have in that philosophy is be kind to yourself. And that means, means a lot of things in how we express kindness to self, not to be too hard on ourselves, not to punish ourselves over things physically or psychologically, or to attempt to push ourselves into things that are unhealthy for us. We want to push ourselves to grow and to be able to evolve into healthy functioning people. But there are times when we get trapped and feel that we have to push ourselves in a way that may result in a net negative for our well-being. So it's, it's, it's starting to understand ourselves. So it's a whole thing. So I, I'm on board, girlfriend. I am on board with everything. Bang. Absolutely. Be kind to yourself. Take self-care and do all the things. Yes. <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> yeah. If I'm having a moment, I'm just going to go to you and say, just say it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, on Sean Grissom's Backstage Pass, some of the oral satisfactions are simply me talking to you if you've had a bad day. Yeah. yeah. I, and I actually, um, I've had multiple people tell me, and this mm -hmm. is, see, this is what's so fantastic about it is that they said, you know, I listened to it and I, it really helped me. Mm -hmm. I said, thank you. That, that is the greatest compliment I could ever have is to actually have a meaningful, positive impact on someone, even if it's just for a moment on their day, mm -hmm. their life, those things. And that's what it's all about. It's amazing how sometimes just listening to someone vent or just being told that they're, that it's okay to not want to or, <laughs> or whatever it is that allows you to be more empowered in, in life. So it is true. So thank you for that. And that one girl. Yeah. And I know that the listeners love it too, and have also loved all your stuff on your backstage. So if you're again, not a member, you're going to want to check it out. Wow, yeah. that's a solid endorsement. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I should sign up for it. Am I? Hmm. It's good. I don't lie and stuff like that. That's why, like, you are like about reviews and stuff. I do. If I do a review and I say it's a five star or a four star, even a three, because three means a good. Three stars is a good yeah, thing. Three, three is good. Three is three good. is good. I'm. It's because it is. I am not the one that goes into the fads or people that are you know things that are popular at the moment. I'm gonna be like, listen, I, you know, I love you, right? <laughs> no. Uh, that's not good. I will tell you, um, yeah. and things like that. So, but it is your, your stuff is really, really good. It has been fun to see it grow and, uh, and I'm looking forward to what 2024 brings for you. That's what she said. <laughs> it's really good. I'm looking forward to seeing it grow. 
And this is the friendship that he and I have where we'll bust out with, that's what she said in any given moment based on whatever comes out of her mouth. Stop it. (laughs) Before we go, can you tell us what's going on currently that you can share and what's coming up next for you? Ah, currently that I can share. Let's see. Well, I did my homework and I prepared a list. There are times where I've forgotten to do that and people go, what are you working on? I have to pull up my calendar and say, well, I just did these things. So recently, um, we've got, uh, just in the past month or two, which I'm not sure if they're all available for retail yet. On the audiobook side, we've got, uh, wrapped up Wicked and Bear, which is the Wicked and Devoted series book two by Shayla Black. Um, but I know there are some fans of that series. There, I wrapped up Save the Date, which is another book in the Whiskey Row series. There are plenty of Whiskey Row fans by uh, D.A. Young, uh, which is the story of Guy and Fern in, in the Whiskey Row universe. I wrapped up, which actually I know is now available, Erasure by Percival Everett, which was fabulous, fabulous uh, satire. And actually, the movie based on the book just came out. I had no idea they were making a movie about it, which is American Fiction with Jeffrey Wright, which has been getting good reviews. So now it's me versus Jeffrey Wright. Who portrayed the character better? I'm just glad that um, some more of uh, Everett's work, Percival Everett, the author, is uh, getting publicity. He's great, great satirical stuff. Really enjoyed that one. Uh, wrapping up Rogan's Robbie by Irene King, uh, with the wonderful co-narration of Ore Nash, uh, which will be available shortly. I think that one's just getting wrapped, so let's go through post-production. Finished uh, Ryland's Inferno, book two in the Pride Shifters series. For, so for those of you that have been following uh, that series by Giovanna Reeves, it's male, male shifters. There's a dragon, there's werewolves, there's a whole thing. <laughs> The Owner by Xavier Neal, male-female hockey romance. That one was just wrapped up, so that'll be out soon. And I'm just about to start to finish this month out. I have Bronx's Bite, which is book three in the Pride Shifter series by Giovanna Reeves. Uh, More werewolves and dragons. And Claiming Keaton's Sanctuary, which is another book in the Crown Legacy series. I think that's book six by Sherelle Green. I know there's a bunch of fans of, of that one. So mm-hmm. that's coming soon too. And then I know there's some other stuff, but that's that's what's on the docket for this month. So see, I was ready. I was prepared. I'm proud. I the books. I remembered. Mm-hmm. Usually I, I, I just go into a lot of interviews and I'll wing it. So what have you been working on? Slanking. <laughs> yeah, napping. I, I am becoming a proficient napper. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Good. I wanted, I, I did good. Yes, you did. You did really, really good. Now email me that list so I have it. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sean, for taking the time to chat and hang out with us today. It's been utter fun and pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. Anytime, anytime. You know, it's always <laughs> fun. <laughs> My favorite enchantress. If you're not following John on social media, I'm going to provide you guys with all the links so you can follow him and also join his backstage pass because it is utter awesomeness over there. It's fun. It's a lot of great stuff that um, I think you guys will all enjoy. Yeah, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank mm-hmm. you again. optional. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes it's not. Depends <laughs> on the circumstances. Exactly. You know, dynamics are important, <laughs> folks. Absolutely. 
All right, folks, until next time, happy listening. Toodles. Thank you to all of our audiobook-loving podcast Patreon. The audiobook-loving podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive benefits including early access to episodes, shout-outs, special exclusive content, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobookloving. We thank you for your support. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, hosted by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, VivianaEnchantressOfBooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening.